0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. There we go. All right, try this again. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. It helps if you hit the button when you turn the mic on. You got to hit the button. Um, Facebook Live, people could hear what I was saying, but I'm having Jared Flick on with the Lacrosse City Parks and Rec Department. Uh, he's been there a long time. Make fun of him for that, how old he is, even though he's not. He, I think he's younger than I am. But uh, he's been working with the parks. Or I think he's been working with the city since his college days, maybe even high school. Uh, he's always a, It's always a fun conversation having him on. And there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Parks and Rec. I'll just give you the rundown quick. The, the pools, which closed. Oh, that was funny though, we, we have these pools. we've spent so much money on them, and then they close in the towards the end of August with I think we, the, with a week left in August, they close for various reasons. I think the lifeguards and a, a lot of the uh, lifeguards go back to college or other schools, and you can't there's not enough lifeguards you think you could consolidate at least, like, eh, there's a couple of lifeguards still in town, so we could keep one pool open. Ask him about that. But uh, the pools are closed. How did the pools do? It was the first summer with Memorial Pool that uh, I think we spent about $3.5 million on a couple of years ago, and then it was closed for a summer. Um, so it was nice to, to have that open. And how, how did that do uh, other things? Riverside Park, a lot of Riverside Park stuff. So there's the transient docks on the, what's said, is that the south side of the park. We're going to put other docks in here, which might be the most interesting part of the whole conversation. We want Big boat docks, essentially. Uh, we'll see what the, what the plan is for that. And then on the north side of the park, the building, right? What are we doing with that building? I, I don't know. Jared's he's not like the... Foremost authority on the fish hatchery slash old Explorer lacrosse building there. But he can answer a couple of questions that I have about it. Uh, so we'll get some info on there. Um, other stuff. Train park. Remember that? The big uh, all abilities train park that opened this summer. How did that do? Did we have any problems there? Uh, you know, like, should we, should we be doing parks like that all over the place? Should we... Get all our parks to be all abilities parks. Um, there's a park board meeting in a couple of weeks. I don't know if we're going to get a whole bunch of information from that. Usually they set the agenda about three days before. So, um, and then uh, obviously with the city, there's adult programs starting up for sports. Sports wise, uh, I did ask him before the show about winter rec fest. It doesn't sound great, but we can ask him why uh, winter rec fest is is is. Uh, may or may not happen i think it has to do with uh <laughs> gambling maybe and um that's it that's all i got from from him so stay tuned a couple minutes we'll bring jared flick on um a couple of stories that i saw that were pretty interesting so this is one that i'm i'm slowly trying to get information on but then it just comes out in a, in a different way but just the idea that eventually down the road we're going to be all fighting about water, and um, the fight has begun in in, in near Lake Superior. A, a, a bottling company, I just I just call it a plastic bottle company, because that's what these things are. Uh, they want to put they want to take water from a well near Lake Superior, which makes uh, and there's a what's called the what is it called. The Great Lakes diversion water. There's some kind of pack there where you can't just take water unless you're you got to get some permissions. And uh, no, I can't, oh, the Great Lakes Compact uh, signed by all the the eight Great Lakes governors in 2008. So essentially, only Foxconn is the the, the loophole there if Foxconn ever gets up and running. But um, you know, because why not give the Taiwanese Taiwanese company uh, our water. But uh, so essentially there's the beginning of fight about a, a company. So it just begs the question where else can companies, whether it be Nestle in Michigan, if you read about Nestle in Michigan, it just come in, pay, pay just a basic user fee. I want to say Nestle pays about $200 and then there's other fees on top of that, but they're not very expensive when you consider what Nestle is, right? Uh, and then they just start pumping water for their plastic bottle company, and and you know you just watch the the, the water level drop in those areas. So you know, imagine, uh, I guess French Island would be a poor example, but where I live, kind of out in the boonies, but we've got a community there. We're all in well water. Uh, if so to speak, Nestle, so to speak, just said, hey, we're going to put a bottling company right next to your. To your homes and start pumping your well water uh by millions of gallons a day or thousands of gallons a day you probably have a problem with it right like you would just be like I don't, I don't know if i want i want that to to happen so um all right we're gonna bring jared flick in here for a minute but Tremple tom
1: is calling in tom you're there, you're on the air go ahead I can make it kind of quick. Uh, first comment is, I think when Mitch Reynolds left, uh, WIZM, he pretty much was a public relations type person for the company he worked for, but that's not really why I called in. Uh, but I do think that he should be able to handle the public relations deal. But if LaCrosse wants to do the right thing with that $23 million, they should simply give it back to the property taxpayers in proportion to what they paid, can't, and, and can't that, that would be the greatest overall thing they could do to be beneficial to the city of La Crosse.
0: Can't do that. There's rules. Why not? Because that's that's part of the funding. The the federal government gave this money for COVID relief, and part of the part of the rules there where we talked about this with Steve O'Malley last week, when the with the county getting the same amount of money. <laughs> Uh, you can't just give it back in, in, to the taxpayers.
1: It's That's problem. an incredible shame. They're extorting it from us and from our grandchildren, and then they're dipping it up in how so they see that, that it's wrong. What about people Thank that rent, nice, Tom? Nice talking to you. What
0: about the people that rent, Tom? Do they not get any of that money back?
1: That's an excellent question. Uh, they should get back exactly what the building that they pays. The landlord or the owner of the building doesn't need any of that money. They can give it back to the people that rent in equal shares to what they pay in their rent because they pay their property taxes. The landlord does not pay their property taxes. The renters do, and they should receive it back themselves.
0: All right. Thanks for the call, Tom. Uh, not going to happen because it's just not in the rules. You have to use that money for other purposes. Uh, libertarian guy brought that up too Just give it back to the taxpayers Also, it'd be like $100 So, we uh, Alright, we'll be back Alright, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 Is the text line If you got a text for Jared Flick With the City Parks and Rec Department Give me a call Do we have to do the whole thing, Jared? It's the City Parks Rec and Forestry Is that what we do there?
2: Oh yeah, that, that's the full line. But Parks and Recreation is kind of the the main go-to. And what's your official title? I always forget.
0: Uh, Recreation and Facilities Supervisor. All right, and you've been there since like the nineties. <laughs> Basically, yeah, a long time. <laughs> right? Did you work there in high school too? I always forget. Like, or did starting in college you started working with the Parks and Rec? Yeah, starting in college, my first
2: year when I turned eighteen, it was an opportunity to coach some some youth football, and that's what I that's what I started to do, and. Now some of those kids I see um kind of running around town and they're in their mid 20s so <laughs> very interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I, in college I I did that with the Y I coach youth football and all I did was I was terrible because I just found the like fastest kid and I just devised all the plays where he would just run <laughs> around um and then I was gone for a week and my roommates took over and they found the chubbiest this chubby kid on the team. He was like an amazing quarterback, and they had him, and they were just doing all these things. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just not cut out for coaching. I never coach again.
2: Uh, well, that always so. happens. And then we had this uh, similar thing happen with us, where we had this uh, same thing—a chubbier kid, and he was left-handed and had a cannon for as a quarterback, and it was surprising.
0: <laughs> yeah, and well, and what's what's interesting—not maybe not that interesting—but you guys, uh, you guys are looking for coaches, right? Like, do you just need some youth coaches to do stuff like what, like fl- flag football stuff, like that
2: yeah so next week, Tuesday after Labor Day, we start our uh, our fall programs and we run a youth volleyball program and a uh, youth flag football program and yeah, we are in dire need of coaches as a, a lot of uh, you know employers are in the city of lacrosse but yeah specifically flag football, we are in the lookout for
0: you know about eight to ten uh, flag football coaches still right. currently. Well, being as what I just said, I probably won't apply for the job. <laughs> But uh, if anyone wants to be a youth football coach or, or probably just down the road basketball and volleyball and everything that happens in the winter, you'll probably need those down the road too, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So we have some adult programs starting here soon too. So if the people want to, you know, jump in and score keep or officiate and looking for some experience, uh, we're there to help out. And you pay about ten bucks an hour, something like that. Yep, ten bucks ten bucks an hour for our coaches. Um, but if you're an official, we we pay you know. About between nineteen and twenty-two dollars an, an hour for that.
0: Okay. All right. So contact Parks and Rec Department. We'll do a the little job uh, job seeker ad there. Um, all right. So Appreciate what do you want to hit? What do you want to hit first? I gave the the audience the rundown before you came on. All the things that we talked about. Can we just? And I said I pro- the Riverside Dock thing might be the most interesting, but the pools did just close. Um, is there? So my idea, Jared, because the pools you said you told me earlier they closed August twenty second. And sometimes the end of August, like the hottest time of the month or the hottest time of the summer, isn't there a way to? Because I know you lose lifeguards; they go back to college, they leave town. Isn't there a way to consolidate the lifeguards that you have that remain in town and just keep one of the pools open?
2: Uh, we in in a normal year, normal circumstances, yes. But our staff were so young this year; they were basically all in high school, with uh, mainly our head guards and assistant head guards as college students that they just they weren't available and as the pool sit, you know vacant i mean we 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 see trends and just daily average attendance drop you know really in july and then we hit august it 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 really drops off to it really doesn't pay to have them open it's it's just such a
0: extravagant cost there's just like one dude in there laying laying on (laughs) on a floaty for the whole day and that's the whole pool is open and there's three lifeguards watching this one guy
2: Right, the pools start off with a bang. You know, June is extremely busy, and then they start to kind of slow down a little bit. And with uh, a lot of a lot of the attendance, speci- specifically on the north side, comes from um, you know daycares and boys and girls clubs and YMCA's. And as their summer programs wind down, the participation, you know, specifically some of the north side pools, the north side pool really slows down.
0: All right, is there any big plans for pools next year? Or just we're uh, we're good to go. We're not building any new pools or anything. Mm.
2: Yeah, no, no, no big, no big things like that. Our 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 things we're sticking to is maintenance, um, replacement of
0: uh, some diving boards and stuff like that to kind of keep our pools in good shape. With the with Memorial Pool being, uh, you know, having to be rebuilt, I think there was always the rumor that what, there was a big sinkhole under Memorial Pool, and <laughs> you were losing fifteen thousand gallons a day in that pool. Was that? Did you guys ever figure out what the, got to get to the bottom of what was going on there?
2: Yeah, we did. There was there was leaking, um, and we did find it going into the storm sewer. So um, all that stuff was fixed and plugged up. And uh, you know, the pool that that old, and you know, it's bound to happen. But it kind of happened in an extreme manner with that pool.
0: And is it is it one of the things that we are we neg- neg- neglecting these pools? I and mean, when you talk about maintenance. We just like, hey, you know what? We need to do stuff at the end of every season, or maybe the beginning of the next season. Uh, to update this stuff so that, you know, Memorial Pool just, well, it was really old, but, like, these pools just last a little bit longer.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's things that you can do to kind of keep them open, but, you know, bottom line is they they reach the end of their lifespan, and there's only so much you can do to kind of keep them going before you've got to, you know, restart, start over and rebuild. And, you know, things as they were designed maybe in the 30s, you know, don't make sense now. Um, Even things that were designed in the 80s (laughs) don't make a lot of sense to uh, pool layouts as they sit right now, so... Uh, we should be good for a little while. Um, you know, Erickson Pool was built or renovated in 2002, and Northside Pool was built in uh, 2000. So, you know, they are they are right around 20 years
0: old. But we should be good for a while here. How many sticks of gum are you using to plug the holes in those pools? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Well,
2: well, no, no major leaks. We do we do inspect them. They are inspected by the county and the state and everybody on a pretty regular basis and. We, we do go around and make sure everything is, is in good good working order just to make sure that, uh, A, you know, we're not siphoning water off the, at an extreme cost, and, B, to keep everybody safe.
0: All right. We're talking with Jared Flick with the Parks and Rec Department here in the city. Um, all right. From from the pool that cost about $3.5 million that we just put up, and, and then it sat vacant for a year. Well, not vacant, but we just weren't able to use it for a year. To Train Park, which has been a project that, that – how many years did it take to get Train Park, which opened earlier this summer?
2: It did. So, train was in in the works for probably about eight years um, with planning and fundraising and everything. And um, it opened this year um, towards the end of May, early June. And it's been it's been really good. I'm sure that those that have been out there have seen the extreme amount of crowds and everything. And we've been real happy with the the turnout and the participation within that park.
0: Can you just compare what what the use is at Train Park to some other some I know the Train Park's really different, but there's other parks with equipment and kids can play. Is Train Park just astronomically doing better than the other ones?
2: It it is, it is. It's hard to tell because we don't really have a way to track. Uh, we have been talking internally about ways to track mm-hmm. uh, attendance at that place to kind of give us a better idea of maintenance and everything else long term. Um, but really, the, the 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 real key there is you know year one, it's it's really busy. Everybody wants to go and see. It's just going to be, you know, year two and year three and year ten. Like, is, are people going to continue to come down and enjoy the park? And we think we think they will.
0: So. All right, and people that don't know, can you just describe why Train Park is called the All Abilities Park?
2: Well, it's built for everybody. Um, everything is ADA accessible. You can move around real easy. Um, it's there's there's no barriers to anybody to go
0: down there and play. So. And um, what do you think is the most popular? I, I know you're down there playing all the time, but what do you think oh, is the most popular? All the time. <laughs> what is the most popular thing at Train Park? Do you think?
2: Well, from what we hear, the slides um, and what you kind of see from the your eyes are you know the lines and everybody else going down the slides because they're very unique and um, and, and they're fun. Uh, but one thing we do have coming that I'm not sure that the general, the general public has been following too often is we got some extra money for a zip line that will be added to that park here um if not this fall early next spring which would be pretty cool It'd be similar to what we had what we put in over at uh springbrook park
0: all right and that'll just be something like a similar will it be like okay so i went to a zip line course the other day not the other day a couple of months ago and i had to wear a helmet and take a training course and wear a holster and all this you know all this crazy stuff To that's not what we're doing there right
2: nope nope it'll be something similar for kids where it's easy to get into and you know, for, for us, it won't be any weird liability of someone falling down, and you don't have to have staff there to, to monitor what's going on. It's something that parents can and kids can get into and move around with pretty easily. How long
0: will the zipline be?
2: I'm not exactly sure, but it will take up a significant
0: amount of space along the southern side. I'm thinking just tell me what you could just tell us what it's going to be like, but I'm thinking you have monkey bars and you climb, so they're probably about that high. Will that be would a, would a zip line be something like that, but just longer yeah. where you could just kind of zip down a hill pretty far?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very very similar to that, okay, and then gravity will send you to one side and then shoot you back the other way.
0: okay, and then if you fall off, you're falling like an inch right because yep, it's uh, not yep, and there'll
2: be chairs up. and stuff that you can sit in and lock your kids in, so you don't have to worry about you know them you know falling out if they're uh, you know really young.
0: Or if you're a bully, you could just lock the nerds in the. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, all right. I'm gonna. Uh, we, uh, I want to talk about the Riverside Park docks here in a minute, but uh, we're gonna run. We're gonna run up to the break. So I want to get this other stuff out of the way, and we could just hash out the, the the docks and the fish hatchery building uh, after the break. But um, along with needing youth coaches, right? You have you have some other programs. So if anyone wants to get involved. We're starting. Just is it just volleyball and basketball leagues, and the, the the fall softball leagues are already underway. So you missed out on that, right?
2: Yep, yep. Our fall leagues are um, our fall outdoor leagues are already underway with our kickball leagues and softball leagues. But we do have um, adult basketball on Sunday and Wednesday night in the fall and winter. And then our all oh, volleyball leagues are very popular, and those are our those are on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights in the cross.
0: All right, and then I did bring this up earlier, and just give. So are we Winter Rec Fest just is it just something that we're not going to see anymore because uh, because the state doesn't allow us to gamble. <laughs>
2: that, that that was a big that was a big piece of it. Um, we weren't allowed to do the uh, Euchre and Cheapstead tournament anymore in its current form, um, and a lot of the other things that we, we like to do, as far as the sledding nights and the snow volleyball and everything else. Really, we haven't had a ton of snow recently, so it's been really difficult to do this. So We kind of ran up into you know mud volleyball. Uh, during the last couple of years, we offered it in the sand, and, you know, if we can get to a nice spot where we can see a nice, you know, heavy snowfall or a good snow year, we would definitely bring it back.
0: What about just doing something on Mount La Crosse where we could utilize their snow machines?
2: <laughs> that's that's always a good idea.
0: Have you done that? <laughs> have you done, like, hey, we're going to have Render Fest sledding at Mount La Crosse, or just, does Mount La Crosse just have to take care of that? It's not like you guys are affiliated.
2: No, we're not really affiliated. Um, we have had conversations about doing, you know, like a family night and or adult night out there. Um, but as Recfest was slowly starting to, you know, kind of, you know, slow down, we that those
0: conversations kind of ended. Yeah, and the last time I played Winter Recfest outdoor volleyball, it, it rained the night before, and then all that rain froze, and then you tried to bring wood chips in. Uh, which ended up just being like surfboards on on uh, on ice uh, was just a disaster. It was no fun. Uh, so right. I can imagine like, and then you feel bad, right? Like as the guy that's trying to organize this, and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do, right?
2: <laughs> well, we, you know, we. Every, I think most people were they kind of took it in stride. You know, it was one of those things that we were like, well, what's the next option? You know, like <laughs> without breaking up all the ground and trying to do that because then you're getting into the permafrost and everything right. else. We're like, well. Let's just drop a couple tons of wood chips out here and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I think borrowing the snow machines, that's the next bet if we <laughs> want to try to do winter rec fest. That's Jared Flick with the Parks and Rec Department. Uh, we got to take a break. Scott's comment coming up. News after that. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608 785 7914. Shoot me a text if you got a par- uh, Parks and Rec question for Jared Flick, who's on the phone with me. Uh, Jared, the. Do you get? It's past five o'clock. Is it just like nobody at the office right now? You're the, literally the only person in City Hall.
2: I am literally the only person here right now. But there is a Finance and Personnel Committee meeting here tonight, so most of our
0: folks are heading that way. Oh, that's right. I wrote a whole story on that. It's, I mean, <laughs> go to com. It is kind of funny. Like I'll just I'll just bring it up quick. The uh, the mayor wanted to hire a PR firm, and and we. Uh, he he pulled it off for for various reasons, and in, in having to do with his campaign and somebody running that PR firm. But uh, what's interesting is some of the stuff that's on. I had Doug Happel on the other day. He's a city council member. Some of the stuff that's on the the budget, the agenda for the FMP meeting. And it's just about getting bids and from banks to for capital improvements. But Jared, this is one of the resolutions—an initial resolution authorizing not to exceed three point six million dollars aggregate principal amount of general obligation bonds of the City of La Crosse, La Crosse County, Wisconsin, for the purpose of financing the construction of engine houses. And for pumps, water mains, reservoirs, and all other reasonable facilities for fire protection apparatus or equipment fire protection. Just easily worded, totally understandable what, what's going on there, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> of
0: course. So, I was like, well, if we're going to have, uh, you know, whether people in the city or, or we hire out uh, to to make these things better understanding. Also, I'm sick <laughs> of downloading uh, 75 PDFs. Even on the Parks and Rec page, I'm sure there's a, a billion PDFs to download if you have to go. Oh, always. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah your park board meeting which comes up uh september 16th so um how often do you guys plan you know hey okay this needs to go on the park board agenda like do you start doing is there always just kind of an uh, open document somewhere where you're throwing stuff in there and then you figure it out a couple days before
2: yeah yeah Our, our, our admin assistants collect stuff whether it's people wanting to cut down trees or you know just general updates or whatever else i mean there's always a a good rotation of things happening in the parks that, you know, keep a, a pretty healthy park board agenda
0: every month. All right. And so I, we'll get this out of the way, too, while we're talking about that. The, when we're talking about the public wanting input on what's going on with Parks of Rec, uh, the fish hatchery building, the old Explore Lacrosse building. You guys are remodeling that. We've talked about the remodel uh, on the air a couple of times. We've had some callers ask about, well, you know, what are they actually doing in there? Essentially, what you told me is Explore Lacrosse was having huge beer parties in there, destroyed the building. You stole their security deposit, but it was only two hundred dollars, and now you have to just re-renovate the building because they destroyed it. Right? Is that how that yep. happened?
2: That's exactly what I said, Rick. So
0: we I mean, <laughs> really we got to go in there and start over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, what's what uh what kind of maintenance are you guys doing in the fish hatchery building? I know this isn't like your department within Parks and Rec, but you kind of know, right?
2: Yep, yep. So a lot of what we're doing to the building right now is just kind of, you know, opening up the floor plan. It was something that that housed Explore Lacrosse, it also explored, it also housed a museum, so it's it's been kind of patched together for uh, a long period of time. So right now a lot of the money is being used to kind of open the floor plan up uh, we're redoing a lot of the windows and just doing a lot of cosmetic stuff that'll make the building you know more accessible and um, you know to give more opportunity for someone to come in and, and, and
0: lease it from the city and it's essentially another one of the things where we talk about is this basic maintenance that uh, every year we probably should just be doing to something that that the, the city owns to keep for upkeep right
2: Absolutely, absolutely. We've we've got a lot of buildings that were built, you know, in similar time periods, and you know, all of a sudden it's you, you come, you know, within twenty, thirty, forty years of these buildings being built, and it's time to, you know, start, you know, putting in some some more investment into it. It's not it's not due to like lack of maintenance because you know you can only put general maintenance into certain buildings for so long before you really need to start over and
0: and, and build something that's a little more accommodating. Um, how, and a lot of mouse holes. The patch probably on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I definitely have some of those in my garage. Every once in a while, I see one run by. I'm like, oh, freaking mouse. Um, all right. Now so, get in. uh, all right. Riverside Park. Also, another thing that's going on. First of all, on the south side of Riverside Park, we, we this was the first summer of of having just I, like this. This is an idea I've been saying on the show for a long time, even before I was behind the mic full time. Uh, we should put some docks in here so that, like people can park their boats. They go skiing. They can park right at Riverside Park, jump in, go eat at Buzzer Billies or something, and then jump back in their boat and, and go skiing some more after they wait 15 minutes. Um, but we did that, right? We we put some transient docks. How did that how did that go this summer?
2: We did. We were we were relatively happy. Um, we do have a, a pay as you go system with an app or a, a, an apparatus down there, and we had you know, year to date right now we've had 400 visits um through the through the through the season which is pretty good um obviously we're hoping for more but uh that was it was a pretty good it's pretty good first shot for um for that use so and those are paid visits i mean i'm sure some folks would you know stopped down and just didn't pay but that's that's kind of only way we can track
0: yeah you know if you had a pr firm maybe let people know a little bit better besides just my show that you have transient docs oh I think, it's a you know? good idea <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um but yeah i think maybe that might be part of it right though there's people don't understand that that dock is there for people just out on the river to use
2: absolutely and, and this year we just kind of wanted to start get it in the water see how it was going to operate and go from there before we started to you know really push it you know so we just wanted to see what kind of the general boating audience would, how they would
0: kind of, uh, take it. And make sure like nobody's boat float, you know, unhooked from the the thing because it was your fault and floated down the river.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. No, no, no problems with that.
0: None of that happened. Okay. So, and now, now the big thing is they're going to come out of the water, which is going to cost, what did you tell me? Like two grand or a grand? Yeah, about two two grand to pull to, to install it and then take it out. All right. And then when store it, when do we, when do we do that? Is there going to be a set date or are you going to watch the weather channel?
2: We'll watch the weather channel and make some announcements of, you know, hey, weather's starting
0: to turn. You know, We're going to pull it out. So last shots of using the transient dock for the summer. Okay. And then on the other side of the park, on the north side of Riverside Park there, we want to do something similar or something way different, but it's just, it's again going to be called, quote unquote, a dock.
2: It'll be the big boat dock. Um, That's something we're really excited about. We've got... Um, but really it's going to go from, if you, if you know Riverside Park, there's a big tree just to the west of the, uh, band, uh, stand. And it'll basically be right there, right along state street, and then go north about 500 feet that will host, um, Viking cruises and, uh, American steamboat company, uh, in hopefully in
0: 2022. All right. So the transient docks that are already in there, they're, I if they, they're a little wider than a regular dock, I would say. And they're made of, I think, aluminum, right? Yep, yep. And they they're just for smaller boats, you know, pontoons. Yeah, it's pretty about. pretty basic stuff. So when you're talking about a big boat dock, is it something different looking or can you describe what we might see in there?
2: Um, it'll be something similar, but it's gonna be a lot bigger. I mean it's gonna hold it's gonna hold these boats, um, you know, for, for a long time. Uh they're gonna be really big, so uh we've got thirty cruises set right now for Viking for twenty twenty two, so we're really excited about that and them stopping and dropping people off and
0: Run around downtown. So when we when we start, when are we gonna are we gonna start this process? Or are we still thinking about starting this process?
2: No. So right now we're 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 waiting on some um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, to sign off on some permits for the DNR. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as
0: all that gets done, we will be good to go. Is there gonna be like a duck down there that's endangered, and he put a <laughs> nest there, and we're gonna have to hold off for a year?
2: Nope, 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 no ducks. And we're still a little further uh, south than where a lot of people feed the ducks on the northern end of riverside so
0: all right and when when we finally do get the go-ahead will we just start to see like giant backhoes and bulldozers in there because we have to do we have to dig up a lot of the the rocks and whatever on the shore of the park
2: no no they'll be just driving pilings kind of like the other one um on the southern end there should be there shouldn't be a ton of disruption to the park or the the roadway or the the side right there all right and
0: the, the riprap um, I, th- I I read this somewhere. So you you mentioned Viking Cruises. I think one of those big boat companies said, "Hey, we'll pay for putting the docks on there, but nobody else can use them. Just our cruise line." Is that a conversation you're still having?
2: Uh, yeah. So Viking and American both are. They will. They are both scheduled to uh, contribute to
0: the construction of the docks. Uh, but we're still kind of working through those agreements as we speak. All right, so you're doing like cigar smoking in the back room, wink, wink, deals. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> that's right. That's right, and everything in checks. <laughs> um, so, so that's two boat cruises. Are there other boat cruises that you know, if you made a deal with those two, they would be left out, and we would just there would just be one less big or more. There would be less big boats coming in.
2: No, because we still have the other uh, um, the dock the docking area where the other big boats come right now. This
0: one would be kind of special for those for those groups to start. Okay. Um, how much were we talking about putting the the big boat docks in?
2: It's we have a bid that was uh, accepted for two and a half million.
0: Two and a half million. And then on after that it comes in uh maybe these dock these boat companies will pay for some or all of that?
2: Yep, yep. They're gonna
0: be contributing to it and they'll be paying yearly rent with uh with leases. All right. And then um can I fish off that dock? Because the other dock I can't fish off of. So, it will like, is it going to be off limits when there's not a big boat there? Well, how is it going to work when the docks are in? No, you can be, you can walk down just like the other one that's um, just south of the eagle. Okay. What about fishing? Because there are no fishing signs on the other dock.
2: There are no fishing signs. We don't want people
0: getting you know cut and stock by you know things like that. So, uh, no no fish hooks in any ears. <laughs> yeah, we, we we don't like seeing that. <laughs> um. All right. So. The oh the other thing the 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 dock that's in on the south side that we use this summer for just regular boaters I call them uh, the the it was a three I think ten dollars for three hours do yep. you know if the police gave anyone or like anyone tickets for being there for too long or not paying
2: um, we haven't run those reports yet but that that does that does go into the police um, parking um, account, so we don't see that they they generally just turn in a report same thing as the uh, the bolt landings of how many tickets they issued and warnings and everything like that.
0: Okay, because I'd be I, I'm kind of interested to see how many. So you said you had about 400 visits, and then you know I wonder how many of those that people paid for that maybe they got a ticket because they went over three hours or something.
2: Right, right, and that's stuff that we'll will kind of wrap up in our year end report towards the end of uh, towards the end of summer here, we get right. the fall.
0: All right. Um, is there anything I miss with the 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 two do Well, the the big boat dock that's going in. I guess I I don't know. Um, there is also the the paddle wheeler that runs around. Are we doing anything with that? That's yeah. No, nope,
2: they they still have their scheduled stops um, for next year, and they'll be just at the regular levee that's been there and will remain there. All and right. that's where other larger boats will go to. This is the, the new the new uh, big boat dock is just specific for you know when you
0: look at Viking and and, and American steamboat there. Massive boats that generally just wouldn't fit at the levee. All right. Well, you guys took a bid two and a half million dollars, and hopefully those big boat companies pay for some of that. But it, it, you said it's just—they're gonna, going to be similar to the, the the docks on the other side, just a lot bigger. We're not going to make them cool like we couldn't like you know, uh, what is it called? Bling them up a little bit to make them look uh, interesting. Is it just <laughs> well, going to be very basic?
2: <laughs> well, no, I know I yeah. Uh, basically, you want to get you know something and it's functional and you know that. Is under cost too, so we didn't want to get too nuts with spending because we knew it was going to be pretty high in cost as it was. So.
0: Okay, because I just I, I want little statues and stuff on them. Oh good, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, we'll probably end up having to tear yeah, those statues yeah. down. You mean like you mean like the uh, the eagle? <laughs> yeah. When, oh yeah, the eagle. When is the eagle coming back? <laughs> Flick. Cripes, We've it- been all summer
2: it's coming soon we're really excited about it we we've always said that we're not going to announce a date because we're we're waiting for our uh, person that's working on it to fix it up and get it done so it should be done real real soon that's all that's really all we've been kind of saying so it, every time you kind of work on something that's that old and it's been out in the elements for that long you know it's as soon as you start taking it apart and put it together there's things that you know that come up
0: Okay, so with with that, like, what I'm sure there's people. Are there a lot of people complaining that the eagle is gone, or like when it is, you know, besides me when I bring you on every once a month? Um, I, I don't know what kind of complaints does the city parks and rec department get the most. Well, we don't get a lot of complaints about the eagle. It's it's more of just questions about you know when's it coming back,
2: and it's <laughs> yeah. Well, we're well we're, we're waiting for it, and what? it's coming. So um, complaints. Um, yeah, in general. Kind of, it's wide ranging usually it's we get a lot of tree calls specifically with weather and down branches and stuff like that and um it, you know when there's pools open sometimes there's something with you know the pool water temperature or whatever else we have a pretty wide base of of you call them customers and patrons throughout the city uh what about like dogs pooping in the park Do you get a lot of those calls <laughs> we don't we don't get a lot of those cuz i think people are generally pretty good about picking up after their dogs which is which is good for us
0: Um, Down the road, I was just thinking, like, train park sounds like a pretty good success. Down the road, do you see, like, maybe some, I know it took, what did you say, eight years to get it all kind of done and complete, and it cost $4 million, so it's a big cost, but do you see anything like that, just like, hey, we're going to convert another park to something like that because it was such a big success?
2: Yeah, I mean, Springbrook was one of those on the south side. Um, We did Badger Hickey that finished this year, which is a big success for us. Um, one that's going to be coming down the the immediate road for us that we're looking at is uh, Kids Cooley. You know, Kids Cooley is built in the early '90s, and it's you know it gets extreme amount of use, and we'll have to make some renovations and changes to to that structure here in the next you know two years.
0: But what about the idea of just making it similar to, to something like Train Park, where it's just kind of way different than anything else in the area?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we'll 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 trigger all of our our, our neighborhood association groups and people that are actively in it and Rotary helped, you know, build it and pay for it. So we'll get everybody back involved. And I'm sure the groups will want to see something that was similar
0: to what's been there before, but just kind of new and updated. What about big, uh, giant bubble domes with indoor sand volleyball?
2: (laughs) rick you know i'm and i'm on board with that as a fellow volleyball player
0: we're getting old man it's eventually we won't be able to play anymore but yeah is there anything (laughs) uh is there anything just with that area the the tennis courts pickleball courts on the uh what is it called green island ice arena area anything updates there
2: uh yes we have our river city Youth hockey are the tenants for the next six months starting in october they'll be turning um ice chillers on the next couple weeks and Starting October, we'll have ice through uh, through April, through March, late March, and we'll start long-term negotiation contracts with them to figure out what uh, the future of the arena looks like. But we're confident they had a pretty good first year of running the arena that, they're, that they'll be sticking around for a while.
0: All right, Are we building indoor tennis courts down there at some point?
2: We, yeah, at some point we, we did kind of design the tennis courts to fit, the space to fit an indoor tennis center. We're kind of working through that right now with a lot of our donations and site maps and everything like that we had some neighbor or some input sessions uh early in the spring and now we're just kind of cycling through that and finishing up some designs and finalizing a uh, design cost
0: that'll be a new building right it, it won't will be, be it'll be okay. it'll be just to the east of the arena itself okay and you mentioned public input sessions we didn't talk about this so give me a you got a couple minutes or a minute here fish hatchery uh the you know there's been discussions about what to make it there's public input sessions on this right
2: there is. There is. So we uh, next Wednesday, September 8th from 4 to 5, we'll have an input session at the Southside Neighborhood Center. Anybody can come and kind of talk about what they want to see in the north end of the park. Um, also, we'll have one on Monday, September 13th from 5 to 6. They can also come to the Southside Neighborhood Center and kind of voice their, you know, their concerns or their, their pleasure with what's happening.
0: All right, man. Jared Flick, thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. All right. He's uh, at the Parks and Rec Department. I just... Just grilled him. Uh, a lot of good info there. Thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate it, Jared. Uh, we'll be back. All right, just a minute left here. Libertarian guy I did text in a little while ago. Just what wasn't part of our conversation. I know I mentioned it earlier in the show, but the the well, maybe I did towards the end, but it wasn't something I wanted to talk to <laughs> Jared flick a, flick about with the city's park and rec department, but uh, just hiring a PR group for the for the city. Uh, libertarian guy said uh, if the city was doing its job it wouldn't need a PR group so uh, there's that you can check out that story at wisdomnews.com um, one more thing too uh, we're doing this thing called rounds for rescues it's September 17th at Fox Hollow Golf Course it's going to benefit the Cooley Region Humane Society so get a four person team 260 bucks you get 18 holes, lunch, a lot of prizes, uh, rounds for res- rescues with Al's Auto Body. So check that out. Sign up at RadioStuffStore.com. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Tomorrow, Dr. Anthony Tregoski, who I think Hayes had on this morning, I think. Uh, but we'll we'll see what kind of trouble we can get into. All right, see ya.